The reading is from Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10, which you can find either on the service sheet or overhead, or if you want to follow it in the church Bible, it's on page 1053. Luke 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Hey, that is loud. It's nice to know we're all awake after that. Let me start this uh, evening by telling you a story. When uh, my wife and I got married, uh, we were living in Oxford, and we prepared to move from Oxford down to Winchester, Southampton area, which is where we've moved from to come to Cambridgeshire. And... Having done this, um, obviously when you move house, it's time to find a new church. Some of you are smiling already, you can see where this is going. I uh, went to five, I think, different churches, and I remember one of them really vividly that has some resemblances to our passage this evening. Big church, someone had recommended it to me, thriving worship, great talk, massive space, absolutely remarkable, except... Only a couple of people really spoke to me in the pews. And the most telling thing was when I got a coffee afterwards and stood in the middle of this wonderful space, I tried to speak to a few people. And honestly, they looked like massive rugby players to me. I felt short. I couldn't get a word in edgeways. We went back, I thought it might be easier to talk to people with Karen with me, and she had the same experience. Needless to say, we didn't end up there. In fact, it's my belief that God was calling us to another church entirely, which has brought us here today. I'm going to come back to that anecdote in a bit. You see, there's something that you can see really obviously that reflects our passage tonight. But let's think about Zacchaeus. This man in the crowd, this man who can't get anywhere to see Jesus, he is excited and engaged in the thought of just seeing who Jesus is. This man who, by reputation, has been heard about all over the provinces. 
he hears Jesus is going to pass through Jericho. I want to see this man for myself. I want to see what the fuss is about. I want to see what's going on. He goes out to the crowds and you can imagine the scene, can't you? Perhaps you've imagined it from my anecdote. Perhaps you've managed it many times with this really familiar story. Perhaps you yourself have a story similar to Zacchaeus's. Reminds me, actually, when um, I lived in Guildford a long time ago and the Tour of Britain cycling race was finishing on Guildford High Street, which is a lovely cobbled hill, and everyone was crowding round wanting to see Mark Cavendish, of all people, throttling his way up those cobbles to see if he would win. And I remember going with my, uh, my mum and dad came through, my brother came through, and I remember this uh, young boy Parents were with him, there was a big crowd, and uh, they asked the people to our right, would it be okay if our son just had a quick peek over the barriers? And I remember the, the response, no, he should have gotten here earlier. I think Zacchaeus has had some sort of experience like this. Now, to be fair, being the, if we put it very politely, entrepreneurial man he is, he may have had that coming. You know, you can imagine. I was talking to Ali Gledhill about this the other day, who some of you may know from Ridley Hall. <laughs> and I, I suggested that you can imagine some of the people there who may not have liked Zacchaeus, who can't do anything about Zacchaeus the rest of the time, have finally got a chance to kind of go, has anyone? No, no, I can't see him either. Can you hear a voice? Is there someone behind me? No, I can't. I'm, I'm just getting us to picture what it's like. What drives Zacchaeus to do something completely undignified? There's a wonderful detail in our text, a sycamore fig tree. It's a really, really particular type of tree. And Zacchaeus goes and climbs it. We know this part of the story. And I'm sure we imagine so many times Zacchaeus climbs this tree and hopes no one's going to notice. He just wants to see what the fuss is about with Jesus. Except this tree, the bark falls off of it and it emits this um, yellow, dusty latex as well. So it's going to get all over your clothes and skin. Zacchaeus, anyone who sees him, is going to know what he's been doing. His washing machine isn't going to take care of that stain. And so there's this cost to what Zacchaeus does. I would suggest Zacchaeus shows Jesus remarkable hospitality at this point without ever thinking about it. He climbs a tree. He does the really undignified things to go and see the person he really, 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 really wants to see. And the response he gets, I bet he doesn't see that coming. In fact, we know no one sees that coming. Not only is Zacchaeus noticed in the tree doing the most undignified thing he could be doing. But Jesus notices him. Jesus shows Zacchaeus the greatest hospitality at this point. And he invites himself to his house. Zacchaeus, I must come to yours. It's a really strong way of saying, I am coming to yours and you're not going to do anything to change my mind. And so what we have in this first move between Jesus and Zacchaeus is this remarkable hospitality. 
this remarkable moment that people around cannot believe. They start murmuring and muttering, what is Jesus doing? I didn't see that coming. Can you imagine it? That person who we wanted to just shut out and get our own back on, that really entrepreneurial thief that we don't like, the hero of the province has come through and he wants to eat with him. Luke makes a point of recording the murmuring in the crowd. Can you believe it? And so, the response to that hospitality from everyone else is completely, overwhelmingly gobsmacked. The next thing that happens, the next movement in this, having spent some time with Jesus, Zacchaeus comes to this place that we have to describe as repentance. Luke, the author of this, doesn't specifically say, and Zacchaeus repented after Jesus taught him something. In fact, we have no other record of their dialogue or what happened. But it's evident from Zacchaeus' actions that there has been a tremendous change of heart that is changing absolutely everything about him. This isn't just a personal decision that impacts him and his own well-being. This decision is Zacchaeus's. It affects his household. It has social ramifications everywhere he is to everyone who he has made his money from. It has an economic consequence as well. Zacchaeus' repentance at this point is shown in a tremendous variety of ways. Having spent time with Jesus, having seen Jesus' invitation in that hospitality, he repents. And that repentance has consequences to every area of his life. And Jesus says, well, salvation has come to this place. The next move, salvation. Salvation has come to this household. It's a theme that comes through Luke's gospel time and time again. That God's salvation will come to his people. For the Son of Man has come to save the lost. It actually goes right back to chapter 3 of Luke. Specifically verse 8. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Throughout the gospel narrative, Luke is drawing out the attention of God's graciousness in his calling of a people. And here we see that emphasized again. Even if you read back, and I'd encourage you to do so through chapters 17 and 18, and just see the amount of times salvation for people who weren't expecting it comes up. We've got the tax collector and the Pharisee. We've got the rich ruler. We've got salvation coming for the blind beggar. And now we've got this combination of a tax collector a person who's outcast, a person who shouldn't be acceptable. Luke's been building up the stories to this point to show that Jesus' message of salvation is for everyone.
Now, the great thing is Zacchaeus has a response to this as well. He doesn't just accept his salvation. I've mentioned already it had personal, social, and economic ramifications. What we could describe Zacchaeus' response to his salvation is the next move, if you will, is his move to mission, is his move to show people that his life has changed because he has repented of his sins and accepted the salvation of Jesus Christ. With that in mind, we can then see it actually links straight back to hospitality. We've got these four movements in this passage. The hospitality shown. The repentance that's happened because he has met Jesus. The salvation that comes because of the repentance of sins. The outward focus afterwards of knowing I am saved and I do not deserve it. And everything I have ever done wrong, I will repay. And everything I have ever done wrong, I will not do again. Zacchaeus shares that good news. I'll take you back to my story at the beginning of going and visited this church. Having spent some time thinking about this passage and which anecdote is best to share with you today, the conclusion I've come to of what I should have done in that church visit is I should have picked up a coffee and picked up a second one and walked and say to someone, sorry, I've picked up two, do you want one? I should have shown some radical hospitality which is completely unconventional in our English culture. But the point of sharing that is to redirect us to those four movements in our lives. What does our openness and in the broadest sense of the term hospitality look like? Not just with our homes, but in our workplaces, in our streets, in the shops. What are the small and big gestures where we can begin to invite people to meet our Lord and Saviour within us and within our community? How do we introduce the people we meet day in, day out to even get a glimpse of he who is the risen saviour of the world? That they too might begin to inquire for themselves. That they too would join the Zacchaeus journey of seeing Jesus for themselves and moving to repentance as we, I hope, have done. If you have not done, tonight's the night. I would actually really strongly encourage you to think about those huge changes in Zacchaeus' life and what they could also mean for you. You see, from there comes the salvation that we are given by God. He chose and elected an entire people called Israel that they would show him to the world and his self-revelation of himself continued in Jesus Christ and continues today in us through the power of of his Holy Spirit that is with us. And it's from that space of knowing that we have God's salvation with us, that we too move to that missional space of taking the message of the gospel to all the corners of the earth and all the corners of our streets. It's the near and far dynamic of being a Christian. No matter where we go, 
we are still Christians. We still hold the message of Christ with us. I don't know where you're going to be tomorrow morning or even tonight after this service. But I wonder where you sit in this story. Part of me has learned to be a bit more like Zacchaeus, not the entrepreneurial Zacchaeus, the desperate to meet Jesus Zacchaeus, the realising how repentance and salvation transform my life radically. But I know myself, and I hope I'm not alone in this, I know at times I can be one of the crowd, murmuring dissent, grumbling at things that I don't need to grumble about. It's really easy, isn't it, to switch off, to just take a step back, to ignore those around us, and to forget we have the greatest message with us at all times to share with all people. So wherever you are, later tonight or tomorrow morning, just ask yourself, in your prayers, as you go about your daily business, am I acting with the Spirit of God within me? Am I being a bit like Zacchaeus and seeking those opportunities to see Christ in this place? Or am I being part of the crowd? We're just going to take a few moments of quiet just to reflect on that. And what I'd encourage you to do is pray about the spaces you're going to. Hold them in prayer and ask God to stir you. That you would continue in his mission in revealing Christ to the world.